0: Welcome to WAF Dust Episode 1 Art Matters. I am Yomi Ayeni, Chief Instigator of We Are From Dust, an art nonprofit dedicated to the proliferation of participatory and interactive big art in public places. More than a year ago, we launched our first public exhibition in an historic harbor at Point San Pablo, Richmond, California, where members of the public can engage with several big art installations for free. In this podcast, I chat with Paige Tashner, creator of The Pur Pods, large metallic cats that purr when they're petted. This podcast was recorded on the 4th of April 2020 at a time of global lockdown due to the COVID-19 virus. Hello, Paige. What was your path to becoming an artist?
1: I, I'm definitely not a, a typical... I, I mean, I guess you don't have a typical artist, but I, I didn't go to school for art. Um... My big introduction was um, my aunt and uncle lived in Tasmania in Australia. Um, They were stained glass artists and they moved there to um, help people refurbish their Victorian homes. At that time, that was a really big deal. And I went over there to uh, work in their studio and they taught me basically how to do stained glass. And I made stained glass koala bears for Japanese tourists at that time. The Sydney Zoo had given uh, two koala bears to uh, Japan, so that was a a big deal, and that was my kind of my introduction to art. I got to be in their studio, and they taught me how to sandblast glass and cut it and, you know, do all kinds of stuff, so it was really cool, but I didn't follow an artistic path, really. You know, I always kind of dabbled in artsy things. In fact, my friends would call me artsy, but I didn't really... Like, I never considered myself an artist. What does
0: artsy mean um, these days, anyway? <laughs> I, You know,
1: I don't know. They always said, like, a, you're an artsy person. I'm like, what does that mean? So, <laughs> I don't know. I I went to vintage store. I don't know. I've never figured that out. <laughs> um, but I, the path, the, tra- the trajectory that I'm on now is really because of Burning Man. Yep. Um, I met my husband there, and it turns out that he is one of the original cupcake creators
0: a bit of context here cupcakes these are mobile cupcakes these are cupcakes that drive around they they're humans they're bigger than humans
1: electric single person mutant vehicles (laughs) (laughs) so he was he was one of the first ones um it was a bunch of friends from uh berkeley and oakland that made them and um, so a couple years later, I made my own. And part of the, the thing with the cupcakes is that they share their information on how they built their cupcakes. Uh, they actually figured out how to make the paper by taking a, a piece of cupcake paper apart or unfolded it and measured it and, and upscaled it.
0: Whoa. So that
1: they have the correct, um, the correct arc yes. and the correct way. To, and they figured out how to fold. So it's actually galvanized metal that you hand fold. And they even developed uh, a, f- a folder it's like um, angle iron and a, a and a brace that they loan out so you can hand make your own you know I'm doing air quotes a cupcake paper out of galvanized <laughs> metal and you can email everybody and ask like how did you connect it and how did you do the top and how did you know how do you propel it and everyone's cupcake is different
0: there's a so community around this
1: it's a complete community it's a big part of a, a maker like uh they were a big hit at maker fair too and that's like the big part of the maker community is you share your knowledge and empower other people to make really cool stuff
0: that's kind (laughs) of the burning man ethos i guess
1: i I believe so yeah i mean it's 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 part of the whole maker thing it's it's sharing rather than you know i made this cool thing and i'm never going to tell you how i did it because i'm the only one that can make it you know that's um,
0: that's not our world that's not our community no
1: it is not our world it's so strange to meet people that are like that it's like yeah. what
0: <laughs> and and, and the, the cupcakes opened up a totally different world for you
1: yeah um i, I built a, most of it in my backyard I, I i built part of it at a friend's shop in in corvallis oregon and he just said here are the tools if you have any questions i'm not going to do it for you i will help you figure it out and then um, I finished it up at my house, and with that little bit of knowledge, I felt more capable. And it's like as I worked on it by myself and figured out, you know, like made mistakes, fixed them, and, and just kept figuring it out. I felt more more confident. And I, my next door neighbor said, "Hey, you're working on something. Would you be interested in being a handyman at my where I work?" I'm like, uh, "Okay." So I, I ended up getting hired at an online banking company to like fix their their furniture and build their, you know, like build, like construct or assemble their desks yep. and just fix random things. I wasn't like the, the IT person or the, the, you know, the, the super cool person that could fix everything, but you know, I was, I could fix most of the things they had. So that, and that was because of making the cupcake. I mean, it's just like really strange. Yeah.
0: I mean, so that the, was a cool job. The, skill, the skill exchange and the, 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 the way you ramp it up bit by bit is, is, it's, it's very unique in our community. You know, it's unique to our community rather. And, and there's a certain encouragement for you to go that one step further and where you, you start working on one thing and then, you know, people say, well, you need to move it up and then and you move it up a stage. And even down to the bigger pieces that we have in the desert from time to time, you have someone who's been a, a, almost like an apprentice who's worked on various things and all of a sudden they say, hey, I've got this idea for this thing. And then you have all these experienced people gather around and say, yeah, okay, yeah, we'll do it.
1: I learned how to do this. Let me show you how to do this. And then that person moves on to the next cool thing. And then that next person moves into their slot. And, and it's just share, 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 share. And then eventually you just have these incredible teams of people building amazing things. And they know how to work together. And they, they, it's just it's incredible. I feel really fortunate to be part of that now.
0: I mean, it, it's, it's kind of weird for, for for where we are right now. And to so, say, yeah, it all started, it's, it more or less started with a cupcake.
1: Yeah, for me, it, it started as a, as a cupcake and just going and, and part of it, you know, driving the cupcake and being in line at the DMV and seeing all this amazing stuff, people still reacted to my tiny little weird thing. You know, they loved it. And it made me feel so good. I'm like, I God, I want to do something else. You know, if people are this happy about, you know, <laughs> a cupcake, a drivable cupcake, imagine what, you know, if I could do something bigger, that would be amazing.
0: And? And, and <laughs>
1: uh, I did. Uh, I ended up my first piece out in uh, in the desert. It was called uh, Stardust. Yep. And I was uh, awarded a Black Rock City Honoraria Grant. And that was like my first time out. And I... Yeah, I'm still kind of shaking my head like, wow, that was, I must have wrote a really good proposal. <laughs> because,
0: well, I mean, it, it's, it must have been very good art. The people who award these grants have probably seen a, a lot of stuff come through.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I can't imagine the stuff that I i would never want to be on that end of making those decisions.
0: And was this your first application for a for an honorarium grant? Yeah, for anything. Like, There you go. yeah for absolutely anything and it and it just what what was what was this creation what stardust look like
1: so stardust is a nine foot diameter uh round uh spaceship bench slotted plywood um it it's all lit up with leds inside and it has portal lights that go around and then when you approach it it changes the portal lights change direction um and at the top of the bench is a cylindrical um galvanized is a metal tube that I cut out stars and moons and comets and stuff out of that and those glow and then out of the top of that is uh, fiberglass rods um, with I, sh- I did shrink wrap uh, of fiber optic and glow fiber optics. so it's like it's about 16 feet tall Whoa. overall and then when you sit on the bench and look up at night you see the um, the tips of the fiber optic so that's the stardust Yep. Uh, but it also encourages people to look up um, into the night sky because it's actually really beautiful out there.
0: And, and where, where was it placed?
1: It was a Deep Playa on the three o'clock side um, oh, nice. where, where I'm away from sound camps and, um, you know, fewer lights. So you had a, um, I, I called it my whimsical oasis. <laughs> where you can kind of like you know check out and and chill out out there
0: But people who don't know what deep plier is this is the far end of of the city where you've got just about zero light pollution
1: yeah that was the goal just so it, it, that's kind of where i go um when i get overwhelmed with sound and lights and i just need a, a place to take deep breaths i would go, i go out deep If it provided if the playa is (laughs) good enough, it's like if I have to bike out in soft playa, nope, not going anywhere. But um, we were blessed with, you know, beautiful, beautiful playa that year.
0: That's good. And and what was the reaction like? I mean, it must have been different from you driving around in a cupcake to, to having something solitary out there for people to go and find.
1: So I converted my cupcake into a space muffin to go along with the, with the project. So I had like it was like head antenna and um, the original cupcake people helped me convert it, um, which was really fun. And the funny thing about that. So this thing, I built it in my backyard and it took up my entire backyard. In fact, the, the fiber optics were all tangled in the trees and, and then I get it out on the playa and it looks so tiny, <laughs> just like this <laughs> little teeny little thing. But it was nice to have a space, a spot to go to where I knew it would be calm. And so for me, I went out, of course you have to go out there and make sure your art's running properly and everything's okay. But I would go out there and not say anything and just sit down and listen to people um, who were first coming to sit on it. And uh, one of the things I overheard uh, was someone said, this is my favorite spot to go. It's I come and watch the sun go down here. And, um, I thought that was really nice, and then I, um, I had overheard someone explain. Uh, he was sitting with a French guy, and the French guy was just like, "I don't even know how to explain this." And the guy goes, "Oh, it looks like a Dr. Seuss tree," and the French like French guy was like, "What is Dr. Seuss?" And the guy was so excited, and just went into this long explanation of what Dr. Seuss was, and he even quoted, "Oh, what is the most the beautiful, the one about." Oh, anyway, I can't remember. What, but he, he quoted an entire Dr. Seuss poem. Oh, my God. Guy. It was amazing.
0: But there's it a was a surreal, surreal moment. Yeah,
1: it, was, it was beautiful. Like, I cried out there a lot. I mean, I how does,
0: so it, how does it feel? How does it feel to, to have people interpret, you know, something that you you created somewhere else and, and manifest it in the desert and then see them inter, engage and interact?
1: Oh God, it's the, it's the best. It It is always, I, I never build up my expectations too much. I mean, you don't want to do that. You don't want to be disappointed or, or, or not open to what the other possibilities of interpretation. So when people react to something that I've built in a, a bigger way than I ever could imagine that it just, Oh my God. It's just so, re- I can't even say rewarding. It just, it's just, it, it's transformative. It just made me so happy that it's like, here, I, I did this for you. You know, it's just like, how do you like it? And,
0: <laughs> and, and that, 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 that was, that, I guess that we could, we could call that another stepping stone for you because the, the dream and the, 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 inspiration and the, the flow jacked itself up
1: oh yeah <laughs> it was that was a big step it was a big step and just the challenges of, of trying to figure out how to make something i've never built before like the cupcake there were a lot of people that had built cupcakes so i had a lot of people to ask questions and you know and get guidance from but this you know the, everything on the at start for stardust i've never done before but i'm fortunate in the community in the bay area there are so many talented people you know it's like i knew like i knew i had a friend that could build the metal base
0: the thing is you've you've become part of a community that helps each other where there's a lot of skill exchange and a lot of skill transformation and a lot of transformative experiences because from what i from what i've seen over the past 20 21 years is you're not just encouraged but you're enabled
1: yes Oh, so much, so much. Um, and I, I, you know, uh, my husband will, you know, cupcake maker is also part of the, uh, empire of, uh, dirt crew, which is a uh, John Sarah guardian, Kirsten mate who made yep. the, the snail car and the serpent twins and, um, they're working on their big spaceship and they are also really, you know, come over to the shop. We'll teach you how to work our machines. We'll teach you, you know, I've learned, you know, metal work and I'm, very comfortable with working on some big machines because of them.
0: And, and with the honorarium, first time out of the box, that was, that is, that's an amazing, amazing achievement. And, and it didn't stop there.
1: No, my, uh, my project manager, Tom Lee uh, on Stardust, um, well, you know, once we had our, we had the little artist appreciation gathering out at Burning Man and he just walked up to me. And he goes, "So what are you making next? We we have a lot of we have high expectations for you."
0: Like, what? <laughs> no pressure. I, go, I haven't
1: thought of it. <laughs> I know. And I said, "Well, you can't do two in a row." He goes, "Why not?" I'm like, "Can you? Isn't that greedy?" <laughs> so, so he just he just laughed at me, and he goes, "No, I think you should come up with something else." I'm like, uh, "Okay." So I did, but it was way harder because start us. I actually visualized almost exactly how it ended up looking and i've never done that before
0: that's that's a that's a mean feat in itself
1: yeah and i look at that i have the drawing i framed the drawing because it still blows me away that even the the detail of the stars and the moons on the on the cylinder that's my hand that's my drawing it's like oh my god so for the next project the pro- the installation is called perpods um and as you i don't know maybe people that are well once you look at my instagram you'll get it yep. um i uh, am a crazy cat lady um but it all it, they they all showed up they came to me i didn't go out and get them so i have right now i have six cats they're all rescues the pods are three giant metal cat sculptures they're made out of these rings that are you can find they're they're um decorative elements for fences or these these square tubing rings and I picked five sizes out and ended up building these cats out of it but it was such a long process to figure this out um I had to have a friend like through conversations and emails I I had something in my head but I couldn't see it and so I worked with her and she made these watercolors of these giant cats lounging in the desert which is what I saw but without being able to see it. And she helped me visualize it. There's no way I could build what she drew, but it kind of got me going in the right direction. And the way they ended up being built, I saw a heart made out of that. So embrace had, it was a beautiful giant sculpture. I think 2014, 14,
0: 14, 15, I think.
1: Yeah. And so it's, you know, two humans embracing and inside that sculpture, there were two hearts. One of the hearts was built in Portland, my hometown um, by my, my friends at uh, flat rat studios in Portland, uh, lost machine Andy, who's built um, uh, the CS Terry, the, you know, a bunch of amazing big sculptures. Um, they made this heart uh, and I saw pictures of it and I called him and I said, walk me through this process. And what it was is a plywood uh, form wrapped in wire. For me, it was chicken wire and then covered in, um, as a sort of a paper mache made of drywall plaster. So when you welded your metal to that, it wouldn't catch fire. But that created this amazing shape and then you would cut the metal off. So I took that idea and made it the size of a Volkswagen Beetle. (laughs) And... Uh, my friend um, Heather Blakely, or Bama, as everyone knows her, um, helped with figuring out how to make the cat 3D sculpture, size it up, and then slice it up so we could have it made into plywood, a plywood form. Whoa. And that didn't happen until April. Um, after I, I, So I got a second um, honoraria and, and spent most of the months trying to figure out how to build what I said I was going <laughs> to build.
0: <laughs> so the cart became the cart before the horse basically
1: oh my god and and it was it wasn't till mid-may that i figured out how to do the metal i because i was like oh yeah i'll just bend this 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 um metal rod you know everyone's like oh yeah metal rods really easy to work with I'm like <laughs> no, no. it isn't <laughs> if you've never done it before you don't have the right tools and you don't have the physical strength it's like nope so uh, yeah. So I found these rings and they the,
0: the, were, the, cat, the, the cats are rather unique they're, they're just not, just not normal cats. They're nicely chilled out reclined sort of cats that are interactive and participatory. You need to get close. I mean, you've got to be a cat person to do this. Oh no, you don't actually have to be a cat person, but you, no, you get you close to the cats. I think people
1: respond, um, to animals or mm. things with eyes. It's interesting. People are drawn, to that, I, you know, versus um, a fine art piece that maybe you wouldn't want to touch. But if you see like eyes, you know, just slap googly eyes on anything, and you're, you're running at it. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the, yeah, because the cats are—it's like they're recognizable right off the bat. um yeah. you know, that was the—that was really important to me when I was working on the form um, with the chicken wire. I could sculpt it even more. You know, we tried to use as less or less plywood to save money. So there's big, you know, big leaps between pieces. So I'd fill yeah. that in with the chicken wire to actually sculpt it to, to give the cat like shape.
0: And, uh, and the cat and the cat, I mean, we, I, I mentioned um, um, Luna and Vega, but there was also Scooby. They're all yeah, three so different. Pretty,
1: yes. So they, um, each cat, there were three different poses, um, but we, because I was running out of time, I came up with the idea of using one of the forms, but, uh, twice, but we just, we built a new ass for it. <laughs> so we had, a, we just had a, a standalone cat butt that changed the direction of the hips, the feet and the tail. Yep. Um, cause I just, I knew I didn't trust myself to be able to do it freehand, um, in the amount of time I had left. Yep. So is this easier for me to have a cat butt made? <laughs> So, um, so that changed the direction of that second cat. And then we raised um, his head up. That's the one that became Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Scooby-Doo. And then he recently went, um, I donated him to the American museum of the house cat in North Carolina. Nice. And they just uh, picked him up about a month ago and, and drove him back. And then they had to, they're building a new museum or moving into a new building and right like I was flying going to fly out the end of April to go visit. And it's like, Oh, Nope. Everything's on hold. But (laughs) Scooby doo will be a permanent um, installation there. And their museum um, is a collection of house related memorabilia and and antiques and really cool stuff. And the uh, proceeds from that museum go to their no kill uh, shelter for cats. And they also take care of, um, uh, you know, raccoons and, uh, Possums and yeah, like local
0: wildlife, basically. Yeah,
1: bunnies and they—they just got in a couple flying squirrels and Mama passed away, and so they're taking care of flying squirrels and they make sure cats get adopted. And Mm. it's—it's a really cool organization, and and the guy that runs it is just passionate about cats. And he reached out to Bernie Man and my project manager this year. Brody and I were like, hell yeah, you should have a cat.
0: I mean you, you mentioned often, burning yeah. man what I mean how has burning man kind of crafted this path for you over the years
1: you know my first two years I just I rode around on my bike with my mouth open because I just i couldn't believe what I was seeing and how could someone think of something like this and actually make it happen when I made the cupcake then I became more a participating artist and that felt really good and like oh, okay let's you know let's see if I can do it and then with being able to, or being um, a recipient of the, of the honorarium, I, you know, that changed my world because it, it, it gave me a little, you know, a little, little pat on the butt. It's like, yeah, we believe in you. Go for it. You know, go, 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 go. Let's see what you can do. And, you know, with, you know, Tom saying, well, what are you going to do next? It's, that is just, it's so encouraging that people believe in my, Ideas, because I don't see myself as a traditional artist, whatever that means. Mm. But I still have that. I still hold back. And I don't call myself an artist, of all things. I still don't do that.
0: We're a community that supports and nurtures and encourages. And and we create opportunities for things like this to happen. And I guess getting two grants in a row is is testament to the fact that, you know, you don't have to have gone to, to art school you know, or anything like that. You just need to have the imagination and the support of the community around you to help materialize that original concept that you've had.
1: Yeah. That it, it's, I just, I feel so, I, you know, I, I always hesitate the word bless, but cause it, there seems to be, there needs to be a better word, a bigger word. Cause I, it, it's, the path was not chosen for me. I, I mean, I, I just stumbled into this and I think I chose to follow it. Um, it was presented and I'm like, okay, I'm going to run with this. Cause I can right now, you know, when, when would I ever get an opportunity to build three giant cats in real life? When would that ever happen? So um, you know, the grants now let me think bigger but there's like so many the logistics to figure out too. Um, but now that's where my brain is. It's like, okay, how can I build this big thing? And how can I, where can it go? And, you know, and it's exciting. And, and I, I'm so tickled, like with the cats out there, I, I knew people would like the cats because they're cats. Mm. But I didn't expect the reaction that I got. I was not expecting that at all. I, I could not have imagined
0: I mean, so tell us about the purring and uh, the interactivity, because it's not just a solitary cat.
1: No. Um, Yeah, well, at Burning Man, it has to be interactive. That's like a big thing. And, um, you know, there's there's things out there that are beautiful and and are just to look at. Um, But for me if I wanted to get a grant, I knew I, I really wanted it to be interactive. Cause it, it's like, what's the point? Right. You know, it's like, um, and originally I, I didn't, I didn't really want people to climb on them if you can believe that. Um, oh, really? but it's like, But but, but, someone's, but someone said, you know, you just built a cat shaped jungle gym. I'm like, yeah, I guess I did. <laughs> <laughs> but, but from the original concept, I knew that I want, well, I wanted them to have like these crazy laser like eyes. And that, we ended up not doing that, just, I wanted to focus on the purring. That ended up being the coolest part, um, that when you pet them, I, I, I made petting pads, and then when you pet, when you touch, it's a touch sensor thing, and it triggers purring that vibrates the entire sculpture, like the whole thing vibrates. You can hear it, but you can really feel it.
0: Did you, did you put the, the, the pads in places where to touch it? You probably need to make some almost bodily contact with, with the, with the purr
1: Yeah. So there, um, the, the petting pads, I, each cat has a, three of them and they're in different positions of where people would normally pet a cat. Mm. So I would hopefully that if people didn't even see the petting pads, cause they are the same, they're built with the same rings that the cats made of. So they kind of, you don't see them. You have to like kind of look for them. Um, but I put them in places where people would normally, if you were to pet a giant cat, where would you pet it? <laughs> yeah. So there's always one down down by the tail and a couple up by the the neck or the head.
0: Yeah. And they, they were a hit, a big hit. Yeah.
1: yeah. I'm really happy about that. Um, you know, the electronics were a big challenge. And my husband is the electronic genius in the family. And we figured out... How to get the to light? The, actually, the one of the cool things is the lights that I used out at Burning Man were borrowed from a project that went out in 2015. Wow. My friend Becca Pretty, her first project was uh, a plywood zooplankton, and I loved it so much. And she still had all the lights, and she loaned them. I actually flew to Portland with an empty suitcase, loaded the lights in, and flew home with them. wow and we used them, and then I returned them to her. So they were, they were borrowed lights for this project, and it made me feel so good because she was one of the influences, like, you know, like, I saw her do that, and she didn't know what she was doing, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to do that, because she did that, and it was amazing. Oh, um, beautiful. So, yeah, so it was like a little bit of zooplankton was in the perpods.
0: Well, I mean there's 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 the, the help and the assistance that everyone gives each other, you know, it goes it goes beyond the skill exchange to a certain degree because there's always kit about that can be repurposed and can be reused for various things. And you know, when you look at the sheer volume of people that will interact with a piece of art and then you know that you've got something that you have to return and you can return that thing intact, that's that's pretty special.
1: Yeah that was, it, it made it possible. We, we, you know, with budgeting and stuff, you, I mean, how do you budget for something you've never built? And, and, you know, with my skill set, I'm like, I don't know what I, you know, I didn't know what things parts were called. I was emailing a friend in LA who used to be an Imagineer for Disney. Cause he knows like the, the name for every connector on the planet. And so I would write to him like, What would you use to do this for that? And he goes, oh, that's a, here's a, here's a catalog number, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) (laughs) It was awesome. There's no way that I would be doing what I'm doing today if it wasn't for Burning Man. There's um, one, i never would have seen art like the, you know, that that's out there. I wouldn't have seen it. Yeah. Um, And not, I wouldn't have known that it existed. Um, cause I'm not originally from the Bay area. I mean, it's, it's, you can see some of it in Portland now, but there's, you know, I wouldn't have been introduced to the people that I know now or just the artists and things, you know, if it wasn't for Burning Man and then receiving that, um, that first honoraria, uh, honorarium grant, um, basically blew open the doors for me. Um, Because it it was only uh, you know like oh wouldn't it be cool if I could you know make art that you know big art that would make you know people happy, and bullshit I got to do it, you know and now you know with encouragement I made even crazier bigger things and now I you know now that I, I have two grants under my belt I can apply for other grants and and. Participate in things out in outside of Burning Man, which is a which is huge because what you know, what do you do with art after it leaves Burning Man?
0: Indeed, um, and, and, I, I guess that is where 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 our sort of mm-hmm. um, our 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 position kind of um, offers opportunity in, its, in itself. I mean, as I said, we our job is well, part of our mission in itself is to to stop art that's been experienced for just that one week ending up in a container for the rest of its life. And there's a lot out there. You know, lots oh, I, can't, I can't even
1: imagine how much art is tucked away forever.
0: It doesn't see the light of day again. I mean, we, as we heard about Purpods. I heard about Purpods through Caroline, a mutual friend, who happens you were working in her workshop. She came over to London and she spent an afternoon um, with me at home and we just talked about stuff and Caroline does a lot of lighting for for some of the big projects at Burning Man I met yeah her. she's an amazing artist she is just, yeah. Indeed. she's an amazing artist and she told me about Purpods and you know being a cat person I also kind of <laughs> you know this is this is something that is universally loved you know I can't see how this wouldn't win you know and I mentioned it to a lot of my colleagues, and as it happens, you know, Misha, one of our team, supported um, Purpods. Um, yes, yeah, she did. knew about it. I knew about it. So when we started talking about this, all of a sudden, people were like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, hey, sold. I think you got in touch with us, and then we, we directly had meetings, so that we were going to talk to you, because we kind of felt this is something that was easily accessible to everybody it's that 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 barrier that normally exists in the art world of don't touch don't come near it don't do this that was gone this was something that you actually felt encouraged to go and interact with
1: that's what i was going for <laughs> although you know initially not so much but it's like okay that's very silly you have to hug you have to pet you know you got to have unexpected results like the the, the cat uh, the cat's out at Burning Man. Meowed. Yes. Um, and we and we changed that. Um, you know. Well. You know. We'll we'll go into that a little bit later. But they went rogue <laughs> and would just meow at random versus being touched. <laughs> oh, I had to neuter one of them on playa. <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's what's
0: what's the collaboration like? Wilkin with with um, we are from dust
1: oh my god this you guys are are open up even more opportunities for me um i had heard about well i knew about but so point san Pablo harbor where the other sculptures are is very close to my house and i had already gone out there and um knew about uh kate's piece um and at that point the cats were still on a flatbed in nevada and so
0: I mean, because you I didn't re- have you had no plans at that point as where they were going to go.
1: No, no. I, ha- I had a month to decide or I had to start paying rent um, out <laughs> on a flatbed in Nevada. And like I would not have access to my cats. They would just be in Nevada until further notice. <laughs> so I think I wrote to uh, Point San Pablo Harbor itself first. And Daryl directed me to We Are From Dust. And, um, and I, I think I wrote, to, I wrote and, uh, didn't hear anything. Um, and it just happened that the following weekend I went for brunch at, at, at Noblis, the restaurant out there and, um, Betty June and Chris and a couple other members of We Are From Dust were there, uh, looking at the art. And I was with my friend Wes, who was one of the welders on the project, introduced me to Betty June. And she said, hey, I got your email and I was going to write you. And then I think a few days later, I met you. Yeah. Like you happened yeah. to be in town and we had this lovely dinner and I got to meet Marion. And
0: Yes, that was a great it was, night. It
1: was weird. I felt like <laughs> you know, in high school when you're hanging out with the cool kids and you don't know how you got invited to that party. It was like that for me. It was really weird.
0: <laughs> no, that was that was a great night. And a lot of things came together, and I, I was really, really pleased. Uh, it turns out we also found out that uh, you, you had a very big supporter in Marion, who, who happens to like cats. Thank God for kitties. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but just quickly, I mean, how having never done this before, I just kind of wonder, at what point in the creative process do you start worrying about what happens to your art after Burning Man?
1: Uh, as soon as it left on the flatbed, to Bernie man, I <laughs> I saw them drive away, and I'm like, where the fuck am I going to put those cats? Because <laughs> it's
0: like, it was like, a well, big concern.
1: It was yeah, it's a huge concern. I like I don't have enough space in my at my house, <laughs> and I'm like, well, maybe we could crane them up onto the roof. Oh my
0: god! Uh, but at
1: that point, at that point, I was you know thousands of dollars over budget, and I'm like, ah, uh, I've I can't afford to get a storage unit or a container. I, I really had no place for them to go. So, uh, yeah. But it, you know, it's such a surreal problem to have. It was. I wasn't stressing too much about it if, if that makes any sense
0: yeah but that but that wasn't your plan i mean you wouldn't want your art to just sit somewhere far away from home having just been on no for one no week. i
1: wanted them to be closer i'd actually reached out to a couple animal shelters um to see if they wanted to have them in their you know in their front yard or whatever but you'd be surprised a lot of people didn't really want free cats
0: so <laughs> <laughs> three cats the size of a beetle, <laughs> Each yes. of a, beetle. <laughs> a free
1: giant cat but but one of the things that they said they were worried they were they had a safety concern because they didn't want people climbing on them.
0: Isn't but that interesting? But that's 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 you see that is part of our our brief in itself is mm-hmm. to get rid of that fourth wall and give people the freedom to engage with art. Yeah, and, I mean we call it plier strength after eighty thousand. Amazing, I'm probably you say crazies, uh, have, have run riot through your art and it is still standing and it's still doing what it was meant to do. You know, that's a, that's, that's a very good litmus test.
1: Yeah, I was surprised. I mean, I had planned on at least 20 drunk people on the back of one cat jumping up and down. That's how we built it to, to withstand <laughs> 20 people. And actually, 20 people won't fit. But we figured the burners would figure out a way to do that.
0: Yeah, they would. <laughs>
1: yeah. So our our my my mantra for the whole bill was like, "What would the monkeys do? What would the monkeys do?"
0: And and you know, apart from apart from the the two amazing cats that we have um, in our exhibition at Point San Pablo Harbor, you've got the other one that's gone to the the, the museum. But then yes. there's 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 another cat.
1: There is, and I, I want to go back to the cat that went to the museum, and we were talking about interactivity. Yeah originally they were going to build a a fence around it and keep people off of it. And so I sent them a photo of my friend's three-year-old daughter standing on the head of one of the cats at Point San Pablo Harbor. (laughs) And I said, this is meant to be interactive. And then my, my project manager, Brody Scotland also emailed him they go bernie man art is, is interactive the whole point of this cat and he and i told him i showed him a picture of how the cats were displayed at point san pablo harbor and he's like oh i'll do that too that's a lot cheaper and i and i want people to touch it so that ended that i just had to send him two pictures and he's like oh okay i got it um so the cat number four i call it triple g it's a golden gate gato Mm-hmm. So it's it's painted international orange, which is the same color as the Golden Gate Bridge. And um, I had some friends reach out to me before the original perpods came back from the playa and said, "Would you build one for us?" And I'm like, "Sure," because I had like everything already to go. Mm-hmm. And it took a while. I lost the shop, and um, the cat, you know, was on hold for quite a while. We, we got it welded, and then it. Then we took it off the farm and it lived in my backyard for three months. <laughs> and we just, we just finished welding it. And this one didn't have to be as strong. It didn't have to hmm. be plia strong. So that made it go quicker. Yeah. Um, and then at the last minute we were going to paint it black. Cause I love the black of the original cats, but they also like the idea of a color.
0: Yeah. And the International
1: orange came up. It is gorgeous. Oh my God. It turned out so good. I, I love my powder coaters so much. They, <laughs> They know what they're doing. They, they, oh, it's so gorgeous. And it's it, it just looks like it's liquid. It looks like it's moving all the time. Yeah, this, yeah. this this the shine and oh, it, looks, it looks
0: beautiful. The the journey and the, the adventure doesn't, doesn't stop there. Okay, this one's gone. It's gone to your friends. But yes. you will also take commissions to actually make cats for people.
1: Oh absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, we can't we don't have to stick with the the, the shapes we have. You know, we can always make, you know, different shapes.
0: How has the COVID-19 situation affected the arts community?
1: Just from seeing stuff posted online that a lot of people instantaneously lost every job that they had lined up. A lot of exhibits were cancelled, a lot of heartbreak. But then three days later, people are like, well, you know what? I'm going to learn how to do this thing now. And I am now doing small commissions. And I, you know, I now I have an online presence. Artists are just they—they're so quick and they think on their feet. Just boom. Okay, this sucks, but now maybe I can do this. Some work is still okay. Um, like a lot of metal workers can still do—they can still do metal work. They can build stairs and things in their shop, so they're not on busy construction sites. So it's amazing to see people—they took the hit and it was scary, and they're just like figuring out. Another way way to be creative and stay afloat.
0: For the relationship that we have, we kind of looked at at ways in which we can support artists. And it's rather unusual to a certain degree at this time, with this present time, for us to be able to commission. But I'm really, really proud that we're able to work with you again. Actually, this time from the very, very concept from the start of a project. Because we've got a nice little thing going on.
1: Yeah, I am so I am so grateful. Um yeah, I just started uh putting things together to build cat number 5. Um that is for you. I, I just I have a I can pay rent and a, a creative play, creative space to help my friends. I can hire um a welder to help me um because of that. Um and we're going to share art with the world. You know, we get to make people happy. Absolutely. you know, while, while, you know, it's not a handout, I get to actually build something. I'm super, super excited about it. I I have this weird, this guilt thing too, because how is, you know, what I'm doing, you know, how does that, cause there's so many people that need masks and respirators and, and shelter and food. And, uh, you know, I really struggled with this yesterday about art and, you know, I came up with It, 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 Art is essential too. Um, it gives people hope, you know, and it makes people happy. And, you know, I'm I'm hoping that that's something that I can, you know, put out there at this time, you know, like posting updates so people get, you know, fired up about something other than
0: the horrible news. You've also you've also been generous enough to actually give us a special series of perks medallions from Burning Man, a handmade poster which i 'm going to ask whether it could be signed oh um, yeah i 'll sign them for sure and i 'll number them too <laughs> yeah. and we've got we 've got two patches, and these are a special little perk, but on top of that, uh, we are about to announce a rather unusual one and this this gets <laughs> as close to 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 a, your own individual per pod as you can possibly get i mean do you want to explain what this is or introduce- <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's um so Heather Blakey and so she was uh my my CAD designer um and we worked with Soul Mind Studios in Emeryville to come up with an idea of of trying to make a initially we, we thought maybe we could make the cat form with cardboard because if it's if it's put together correctly, it can it's nice and strong and stiff. So this perk is the prototype head of a Perpod, pod where we're trying to figure out how to do 3d modeling uh cnc and you know like how to slot things together to make them a three-dimensional form um and then i covered it with uh, like aluminum wire and then drywall plaster to form this cat head this just big old cat head um, and I, and I painted it, but what I want to do is f- actually finish it, strengthen it, um, with some wood and then put a, uh, a cleat on it. So someone could actually mount this cat head to their wall or their door. Um, cause that, I, cause I, that was my intent to do it for myself someday, but I think that would be really cool. That's
0: super, um, for, super, if someone super wants cool. To,
1: how fun is that? It's like this giant cat head.
0: <laughs> uh, that is this but it been... is
1: it is the prototype. It is the actual prototype. When we started to do it and figure out, you know, how many pieces of wood or cardboard we would need, and um, we quickly learned that, like, whoa, that was too many pieces. <laughs> 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 and, too many pieces to try to put together.
0: And and most, I mean, from having having done this event for quite a while, these are the sort of the sort of um, artifacts. I mean, I call it an artifact the sort of artifacts that you actually find um, at, at Burning Man HQ, some of the more revered sort of collectible pieces that they actually show. So this is, this is unique in itself.
1: Yeah. 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 I know. I didn't even think about that. Um, <laughs> they, I see like the, the cool pieces that artists make or they, they have like a working piece, like a maquette or something that they yep. donate um, well, cats even really,
0: even are that. usually a little bit smaller. This is a full-sized, enormous head. <laughs> it's a big head, yeah. Uh, it's back to work, I guess. Um, we've taken the delivery of rings.
1: Yeah, um, all the metal rings that uh, create the cats. Um, I I found a. It's been a little challenging to find some materials, and I found a great source in out of LA. Actually, got the rings yesterday, and I have a little. Um, countertop dishwasher that I was given. Um, thanks, Sasha. And uh, so I I just wash these rings to get all their grease off, so they're easy. They're you know you can you can't really weld them if they're dirty. No. So um, that's what I'll be doing for the next few days: is is washing uh, about a thousand uh, metal rings.
0: <laughs> wow. Well, and what what's going to happen to the form afterwards? Once we've built this one.
1: Well, the form. Um, once this one's done, I can remove the drywall plaster. And what I what I do in the past is I take the chicken wire off and just lay it out flat and kind of roll it up to reuse it, if it can be reused, mm. um, hopefully. And then I'll disassemble uh, the plywood form itself and then just store it flat somewhere. So, And I just okay. found out my VW bus will be out of the shop next week and it just happens that I can fit Three full cat forms in my VW bus. Whoa. So, <laughs> I have a storage space temporarily if I need it.
0: <laughs> well, just to say, if anyone's really interested in this, in, in owning your own individual purpod, I mean, imagine having about four or five of these around in a state where you can just hang out. And watch oh, the sunset.
1: I know! I so I have that vision—that peacock-colored, you know, array <laughs> yes. of cats. We
0: we we, we got to talk about the color for the one coming over to the UK because uh, oh, yeah. in case people didn't know it is it is it's heading to Bristol. For
1: Bristol Kitty.
0: The Bristol Kitty. It's uh, it's going. We're bringing it over to the UK and it's going to an 11th century mansion house, which is a public space that people can go to and interact with it. And with everything that we do, the art is there for you to touch and it's free and it is in a public place. You can visit morning, noon and night as long as the gates are open. So I'm looking forward to this. I'll be able to do a two hour drive to just go and hang out with a cat.
1: Oh man, I'm so
0: jealous. (laughs) Oh, Paige, thank you immensely. It's great talking to you.
1: Oh,
0: thank you. Thanks for listening to the We Are From Dust podcast. Links to all the sites and projects referenced by Paige in the interview are available on our website. You can support We Are From Dust's mission by making a donation through our crowdfunding campaign, which is currently live on Indiegogo or through our website. We Are From Dust is a non-profit organisation fiscally sponsored by the Sierra Arts Foundation. Donations made through our website are tax deductible.